Welcome to the Mob Squad, where real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls. We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it, we have real shit, and we know you do too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not alone, and we're never quiet. We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. Hi, welcome back to the Mom Squad. Ah, oh, did I take it away from you? You were no, going to do it. Huh? I wasn't going to. <laughs> this is Amanda. I'm Amanda. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm Ariel. Welcome back. I lost my voice. Did you hear me? I was like, no. Hi. <laughs> You did? No. I talk. I mean, that's so weird. Why? How are you? Good, good. Yes, yes. Class, class. Yes, yes. I'm a teacher. <laughs> I love it. So I, this, this, um, my lead teacher has been gone. So we had somebody else come in and teach. And one of the teachers that came in, she was like, she did something that I loved. And she was like, class, class. And they would all go, yes, yes. And I was like, I love, I love that. that. That's cute. It's almost like the clap. Like, if oh yeah. Like we yeah, are listening. this. Yeah, that's yeah, cute. I like yeah, that. But I liked it because it just sounded so nice. Every time it was like music, like class, class, yes, yes. Class, class, yes, yes. That's cute. Yeah, I love it. So I'm going to use that now when I have to teach. So yeah. when you okay. get to teach. We'll see. I think that's really interesting. So my middle, we had to read. You're also because your middle is also in It's the voyage of the Don tre- Treader. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you read this? Yeah, I've read some of it with him. Yeah. Okay. Could you read it out loud to him? Yeah. And are you just like flowing through like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm reading it to him like, Caspian. Uh, like I can't read you any can't of read the words it. of the characters. Like, I don't think I know their names or the far off places that they're voyaging to. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Oh, you just do that. Yeah. I asked him like, who's reading this to you? Is it, are you guys doing partner read or yeah. like, should she pick on a kid? And he goes, no, the assistant teacher reads that. I'm like, oh, well, thank God I'm not doing that. She does. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. The assistant yeah. teacher is like reading it. So she has to know. She has to know how to read it. I would have to listen to the whole thing on Audible. Yeah. Before I could perform that in front of a bunch of fifth graders. Yeah. I just love our school. I know. It's a good one. And the stuff they read. I I am obsessed. That we're drinking at noon. Cheers. We never do this. This is like such a win for me because I always like to. Guess what I am. What are you? (laughs) You're not the talk of the town. You got to get it right, girl. The toast of the town. The toast of the the town. the best thing ever. I want that on my license plate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the toast. I'm of the, the social butterfly, which is pretty You've fitting for me. Very true. I'm not the social butterfly. So. But the toast. <laughs> I wasn't even going to pull these wine glasses out, but you had such a like excitement. I was like, so excited when she told me toast of the I town. Said, do you want to be the toast of the town? And you're like, That's do amazing. I? Sure do. Fuck yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. Toast of the town. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. To drinking at noon. Oh, that's a nice little clink. Did you? This hear is that? what happens. When you teach 33 humans. Okay. Well, I like this new Ariel. (laughs) Let me tell you. It's temporary. Okay. Let me tell (sighs) you. So this episode is about codependency and it's how it's the biggest lie. Codependency. I think it's the biggest lie. Hmm. Because, okay. So here's the thing. We're a country of independence, right? We're all about teaching independence. We, like, I remember learning in student government or something Mm -hmm. that like there's collectivist countries like China and I don't remember what other ones are, where they teach very like, you don't stand out, you're you're part of a group, you got to stay like uniform. I would say it's more like, well, it's communist. So it's like, 
you don't stand out. You do what you're told. You're part of the group. But also kind of, is it kind of help help each other out because we're part of a group where America is very individualistic. It's every man for himself. You go do you. I mean, that's a popular thing right now. Do you, whatever. Who cares if it ruins somebody else's life? You do you, that type of thing. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's a cultural thing. And culturals, culturals, <laughs> cultures are pushed. She's on only us. had three sips of wine. That's it. I swear. <laughs> I am a lightweight. I don't drink. So I I love my three sips. We're going to fly on that. So so it's very like individualistic, like get your own, like you just handle life yourself, basically. Right? Yeah. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. I do agree. And I actually hate that. And so this um, clip that you're going to play here in a second, I'm really excited about because when you sent it to me, I was like, oh my God, I am getting it right. But I've been trying to get it because right that's for what everyone else because that's what I'm told I need to yes. do. And I'm like, you're right. I am going to keep doing me mm-hmm. in that way, but not if at the expense. Like, I don't I don't live by that. Like, you do you. Who cares if it hurts someone else? Yeah. You got to do what's best for you. You got to set boundaries. You got to yeah. blah. Yeah. It's not a natural place for me to live. Okay. So why so, I liked this clip, and we're going to play it because it's, I guess you're not going to understand unless you hear the clip. But mm-hmm. why I like am drawn to this and mm-hmm. think that this is important is because of being a mom. Okay. Do you, because we've talked about this as moms. We raised, so let's go back. <laughs> I started a mom's group when my son was yeah. nine months old. I was bored out of my mind. It mm-hmm. was the longest nine months of my life being a stay-at-home mom, taking care of a child, yeah. bored, 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 having to entertain him 24-7, make food for him 24-7, like just the the whole thing of taking care of a child alone in a house by myself. Humans are not meant to live like that. Right. We are want to be with others. Okay. And so when I started the mom's group, we would all get out of the house. We would go do things together. We were raising kids as a village, in my mm-hmm. opinion, because my kids learned from their kids. Like yeah. my son was not wanting to walk and talk until he was around other kids his age. They were doing it. And then all of a sudden we would go home and he would start doing things that they were doing because he saw other kids doing it. And I yeah. think that's important. I think we're supposed to raise kids together. Yes. yes. And moms are supposed to be there for other moms. We're supposed to be there to help parent. Raising a kid in a village, like they say, it takes a village, I think is mm-hmm. true because you have elderly people who are giving us advice. Mm-hmm. We don't have that anymore in America. I think we are very separated into our our own apartments into our own houses. We're we're taught that we're supposed to just do it all, do it by yourself, be a super mom, be a working mom, then take care of your yeah. kids, but you're alone all the time and husbands are gone. So like, who do you have? Like you can have friends, but you should be raising those friends, I think, in like one big family. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have our own space because it really freaks me out to think that I wouldn't have my own like private time and separate yeah. time because I do get overwhelmed with people when I'm around them too much or like with kids too much. Yeah. But I also think it needs to be together. So right. I don't know if it needs to be like communities where like you have a joint area and a private area like a commune type of thing. That might sound crazy to people, but I just I just really think that naturally our instincts are to raise kids in groups. Yeah. But I think that people in general need to be with other people. I think we have such high rates of depression, suicide, anxiety, things like that, because we're not helping each other. Well, we're I think not we're together. also not like truly connecting. Right. I mean, it's with the social media level, and stuff, it's everything. like you're connected, but you're not really connected. Mm-hmm. You're not spending time with people. You're on a screen. Like if you go walk around the airport or at a restaurant and you just yeah. see like people scrolling, sitting next to each other, they're not connected. Right. Right. So I'm going to play this clip and we're going to listen to it and then we can talk more about it so that everybody kind of has a context of like where I'm coming from when I listen to this. So let's see (laughs) if we can do this. 
It's not working. <laughs> Story of my life. I hate technology. Okay, here we go. The biggest lie is be independent. Be self-sufficient. You don't need anyone. You'll be fine. You got this. That's not how we're designed. You take a brand new baby. If they aren't codependent on anybody, that baby will literally die. Human beings are designed biochemically for connection. They're designed to be codependent. They're designed to love each other. They're designed to be in tribes. Never in history have people not lived in tribes. It takes five, six people to raise a child because that's how much emotional connection they are required to have. Now, we now live in a hyper-independent society that is totally individualistic and teaching everybody, you'll be fine, you got this, self-improvement, self-esteem, self-self-self, and nothing to do with a group affiliation. So what happens is when you don't feel great, you feel like you've lost that life. Whereas when we had group settings, it's like, okay, I don't feel great, but my group is doing really well. My, my family is doing really well. My tribe is doing really well. I'm good. But now we don't have that resilience because we're totally encouraged to be solo. I, I just, I resonate so much with what she's saying because I've experienced myself in my own life. Like the times that I've had the hardest is when I've been the most isolated mm-hmm. and I didn't have people there for me. Yeah. And, but we live in an individual society where everybody's in their own space and being told that that's normal and okay. And it's not. And I think that there's so many issues with society today because we're longing for connection that we're not getting. Right. And I look at it also from the perspective of owning pets. So I have bunnies. And when I bought the bunny, I know this is weird, but no, when I bought all the pets, I have, it's just an experience like that I had. Pet. So when I bought the, <laughs> Amanda calls it my funny farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I, I have a funny farm. But anyways, when I bought them, they I was reading online a bunch of stuff and it said they don't like to be alone. They want another bunny. They'll actually get depressed. Same thing with birds. A lot of birds, like I had love birds when I was a kid. They have to have another one. They literally will die if they're alone. Even if you're interacting with them, they want that connection. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with chickens. So I had chickens. They ended up dying in like this freak storm that we had. And I had one chicken left. I had six and they all died. It was super tragic and it's still bothering me, but I had one chicken left and she went insane being by herself. And I literally had her in a box next to me while I was on my computer working during the day. And she would cluck the whole day, cluck, 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 just talking to me. And I would have to like keep talking to her. And I had to quickly order more baby chicks because chickens can't be alone. Right. They have to have their herd animal. And I really think humans are a herd animal. Like if we don't have each other, we kind of go insane and Nobody talks about it because we're such an individualistic society. Well, I think we do talk about it, but on a very surface level with this whole, you got this mentality, you can yeah. do anything, you're strong. So it's almost like a blow but we off like, we kind in a of, nice way. Like, you got this, I'm rooting right, you on. We kind of celebrate it. But I'm not going to go further than saying you got this because I don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation of how hard shit is. Yeah, yeah. This is really hard. Right. We could be having a really difficult conversation with a friend. I have a friend like this who I am quickly realized is not actually my friend because anytime things get tough and I need to open up. Yeah. She aborts immediately. Yeah. So we can't we're never going to be close because I can't connect with her. Right. On that way. So I have to move on because she's not a part of my tribe. Yeah. Is that what you're totally? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think but but I think part of that problem is that we're being taught to not connect like that. We don't go deep. Like we had a whole podcast on this, didn't we? About going deep. Did we? (laughs) We are soon. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that later. No, but I mean, we 
talked about friendships like surface level. Yeah. Real friendships. High buys. I hate small talk. Let's mm-hmm. talk about real shit. Yeah, Why? but this is like more than a small talk thing. This is somebody that you would invite to your supper club, probably. Yeah. This is somebody that you would consider a friend. Maybe you're on a text chain with her or, you know, a group chat or whatever. And you guys go to a lot of the same social things. You might even ride together in the car because you don't want to go alone, right? Mm-hmm. But that's all it is. There's not anything deep there. So No, but do you know what I mean? I, I just, I, I, when you sent this to me, I was like, wow, this really like hits home because I've yeah, been- why? Why I've does been it? trying so hard to, to fight that because I feel like maybe there's something wrong with me who longs for that connection, that like- Social butterfly. I know. Like and you I need am. that. I do. I need people. But I think everybody is on a certain level. I think there's some people are like you mm-hmm. and my husband are super social. Mm-hmm. You need to have social interaction. But meaningful social interactions. Yeah. Not just. Yeah. Because I will tell you, I am a social butterfly and I'm I'm trying to sort of. Maybe you're not getting that. And I, that's why you need more of it. I need to be like a social monarch or like a specific <laughs> type of butterfly. Do you know what I mean? Because I need, <laughs> I'm not going to go and I don't want to be social with all of the groups because it's, it's again, I hate that we keep saying surface level, but it's, there's nothing beyond that. It's not meaningful. Right. So right. if I'm a social right. butterfly and I'm going to all of these things, how am I going to get that meaningful, deep connection right. that I am longing for? Like we talked about, like having 50 yeah. friends are not really deep friends because how can anybody have 50 deep friends? You have to have like three right. or two or one. But n- nobody or wants you that. Can really... Or they're all taken or it's Maybe. hard work. I think people are afraid of it. Stop being afraid and come be our friend. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Is it a society thing where we're taught like that's what she said. We're taught to be individualistic. We're taught to be like, handle it on your own. Do self-improvement. Don't worry about anything else. It's like, let's just do things on our own. And I'm down with that. I'm down with self-improvement. But I I want to talk about like. But but we need each other to do that. There's that that piece that you have to have connections so you're validated. Right. So you have somebody who. Like a therapist. there for you. Right. Like we a have to, That's how messed up we are. We have to pay somebody like as a therapist to mm. have that deep connection because friends don't do it. Friends aren't wanting to or friends don't know how to or you can't be judged. Somebody just wants to pay somebody to listen to them to yeah. not be judged. Well, and to talk about exactly what it is that you are going through. Like we've been caught in this situation and I go back to that experience that we had at that resort. At Savannah. At Savannah when they had us talk to each other, I have told so many people about that experience and they're like, holy shit, you're right. And this happens to us even now after that experience. I I really think I need to go like once a month or at least once a quarter. Because I probably you do lose too, that so juju. You know what I mean? Totally. Like you just like you go back to life. I'm back in life. I need to go back. My birthday's coming up. Let's do it then. Yeah. I'm down. Anyway, anyway, going two minutes without saying a word and just looking into that person's eyes is awkward as hell. So awkward. It's super hard because we as humans also want to be comforting, mm-hmm. right? And validating and say like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Like when blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. <laughs> Shut up and just, listen. Just listen. Totally. And this happens to us a lot. Like we literally will start talking about one thing. Like today you said, oh my God, I really want you to read this book. And I said, yeah. And blah, 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 blah. And we got to the book, but after five conversations later, yeah, you were like, oh yeah, I got to send you that book that you want to. It's because we have like ADD. Right. But I don't know if it's ADD or if it's just because we're not slowing down. And I don't know, maybe. I know if I called you and I was like, I really need to like, like if I was going through a bad situation or whatever, Mm -hmm. I could call you and I knew you would listen. But like, I think what we have is really kind of an anomaly. 
right? It's not normal. It's sad. It's really fucking sad. Why is it not normal? Because most people mm-hmm. don't have that. I don't know if we're just too busy with work and activities and like all these kids have so much going on. So you have your school friends and your soccer friends and your baseball friends and your piano friends and your jujitsu friends and the list goes on and on. So how do you have, how do you like make the time to grow your tribe? Are we doing another friendship episode? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it always comes back to friendship, which is a big topic for people we know because mm-hmm. we've had so many people yeah. talk to us about how much they love the friendship series. Well, we love the friendship series because we friends do. are like the most important thing. Like I love my husband so much, but he doesn't, he doesn't get it in a way that I need him to sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I read something once that said, if your friend, if your best friend is your husband and he's your husband and that's all you have, then that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you just kind of need outside friends, which I always would get like annoyed with. Cause I'm like, why isn't that enough? You know, like, why can't you just be really close to your husband? Because most people are, I feel yeah. like, or they're not. And they find other ways to have somebody close to them. But I do think there is something to be said about having girlfriends versus a husband. But I've been so hurt by girls that I gravitate towards guys yeah. and I can't have guy friendships because I'm married and because that's so weird. Well, your husband's uncomfortable with that, right? He's, like he's fine with or, anything. Honestly, I wish yeah. he was jealous. He's, he doesn't get jealous. <laughs> but I think, you know, who's, whose husbands am I friends with then? You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to yeah. be a husband. It could be a gay guy. I don't care what it is. But it's just like, I just relate more to men and men haven't hurt me friendship wise. Yeah. So then that's what I feel comfortable with. But I, but even then, and and some, and I've heard some women say, well, you can't trust women who only have guy friends. And it's like, that's kind of fucked up to say. Obviously, you don't know where I'm coming from or why it is that way. And I was a tomboy growing up. I don't know if that has to do with it. I don't know why it is. But I'm just saying, I do think there is something important about having female friendships. Mm-hmm. But then I also think like, there's a lot of marriages that aren't where they need to be either. And I have a super amazing husband that we're really close and we're really open and honest with each other. And I don't think that exists a lot either. Maybe I'm totally wrong. What do you think? Mm. I just talking to yeah. some friends that I have. I yeah, ta- I don't I, Chris feel and like I talk they have a lot about either. this. Actually, it's really interesting because sometimes yeah, because we have problems like any other couple does. Everybody does. And so often, I mean, our Chris and I, we've been together twenty years. We've been through some stuff yeah. together. Like yeah, same. We have our ups and downs, but at the end of the day, and I think about this a lot. Would my life be better off without him? Like not a lot, not like on the daily, but like if we're in a in a valley, right? Yeah. We're just like, life is hard and right. we're sort Which of happens. going through it. I can't, I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of people think like, would my life be better off if I was not married? If I chose to go out this life alone or mm. just with my kids or whatever. And I can't ever say yes to that. No, I don't think it would be because he's awesome. He's like, a would good, it be better? No, I don't think my life would be better. I think that I would regret that for the rest of my life, even in my, our darkest moments, which is super Somebody vanilla. once told me, and if he was listening to this podcast, he would know who he is, but he once told me, So everybody thinks sometimes the grass is greener on the other side, Mm -hmm. right? Or we all know that divorce is hard. We all know that it's heartbreaking for the kids. It's heartbreaking for everybody. It's not an easy thing to do ever. Mm -hmm. And I do think some people are better off divorced. I don't advocate for divorce, but I do think that it shouldn't be black and white. There's definitely gray. And then some people do better. Their kids do better. It's hard to do the divorce Mm -hmm. and go through it. But on the other side of it, there's rainbows. Yeah. Because it's better. People, some people should not be together. But if the other side of the mountain, the divorce, like let's say it's the divorce, if that seems better, easier, happier than what you're in right now, 
that's when you know it's over. Like if you can't go another day because it's so painful or miserable or you're so unhappy Mm -hmm. and going through the awfulness of a divorce sounds better than where you're at, that's when you know you're ready to divorce. Mm. Yeah. So I think about that sometimes because like you were just mentioning, mentioning there's always going to be valleys. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be hills. We're always going to have something. Right. It's really hard and life is hard, but the grass is is not always greener. No. Some situations it is. Grow your garden. Water where you, what is it? (laughs) Water where you, (laughs) water where you sleep. I don't know what that means. Water where you waste, water your land. I don't know. Water, I'm the worst. Water your garden. My husband and I joke about how bad I am about sayings. <laughs> so there's this one saying I used to say all the time and somebody stopped me one day and they're like, that's not what it is. And I was like, yeah, it is. Cause I've said it my whole life. Beat a dead horse with a stick. <laughs> what? <laughs> beat don't a- beat a dead horse with a stick in Austin or somebody was <laughs> but like. You would say beat the dead horse with a stick? Yes. Like don't beat a dead horse with a stick. And they're oh. like, there's no stick. <laughs> I'm beating a dead horse. You just say, don't beat a dead horse. I feel like I've heard that before, though. With a stick? Yeah, you don't okay, beat so it. Okay, so somebody called me out one time and I'm like, I've said it my whole life. That's what I remember. Yeah, don't beat as. a dead horse. I thought you were saying beat a dead horse. Like you left out the don't. No. You no. just wanted to beat I just a dead beat horse it with, with a, a stick. stick. But they're like, why is there a stick? Don't you beat just a don't dead horse beat with a stick. Horse. I think you're just like, <laughs> maybe you didn't want to use your bare hands while you're beating it. So you just I don't know where I got it. I don't know tools. where I got it, but that's what I say. And people think it's funny because that's not how you say I it. I feel like I've heard that before, but maybe I've heard you I say it before. I had a kindergartner call me out on how I say borrow. <laughs> she goes what'd you say and I was like borrow because we were talking about pencils we're like if your pencil's not sharp and you need to borrow a pencil borrow and, I, and she looks at me she goes what did you say and I was like <laughs> borrow and she goes what's that and I was like I don't know how do you say it? and she goes borrow and I was like, like that's how I say it that's how you say it tomato tomato like let's just drop this <laughs> <laughs> she called me out <laughs> She's five. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe she's going to be so an English funny. teacher or a writer. I don't know. But write I'm a like, book. is that like an act? I have an accent. I don't know what that is. That's yeah, how I say it. from? The Midwest. <laughs> from the Midwest. But I can't even say it like you do. I see. Now again. it gets in my head. I don't know it. how I say it. When it just comes out, that's how it comes out. Say it. And I also say, I don't even know if I can say it now. Tomorrow. What's <laughs> wrong with that? <laughs> you just have like a little accent. Okay. Too. Well, that's how my, I say it. My husband says... And tomorrow. When we go to Roosevelt Lake, like President Roosevelt. Yeah. He calls it Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Every time. See, this is like tomato tomato, yeah. right? And then like he everybody says, says it different. Instead of scorpion, he says scorpion. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> what? Borrow? <laughs> It sounds normal in my head. I don't know what's it's wrong with everybody normal. else, but that's how I say it. We all say funny things, weird things. I don't know what I can't say. My mother in law says salsa instead of salsa. Oh, she makes it a Z? I guess. Hmm. My dad used to call Toyotas, Toyotas. Toyotas? Toyotas. Remember the commercial? No. What is it? I don't know what it is. <laughs> Do you? you want it? You got it. Toyota. Isn't that how it went? Kind of. I don't know. I kind of remember it. <laughs> Do you? It like super dates me, I guess. I thought, do you like it? I love it. I got it at Ross. That's oh, what I yeah. thought of. But the Toyota one. You, know. you want it? You got it. Toyota. Mm, I, like I don't it. know. Could be totally made up. I don't know. Jingles. I feel like that was in a movie. Yeah. But, well, ooh, girlfriend. Cheers to myself. Mm. So individualistic. I'm a social butterfly. <laughs> Talk of the town. So I um, have been out in Arizona for like 17 years now. Okay. This month, August, is it my 
Oh, Arizona anniversary. Your Arizona anniversary. Mm-hmm. My husband's family is awesome. They're they're really amazing people, but we're not super close. We're not tribal by any means. Same. We gather same during holiday. I didn't. Ha- I don't have anybody here. Like it's been me and Chris, and then his family, and they're they're amazing. So this is like not a dig at all because they're really yeah. good people. But yeah. but we don't go deep. We don't go deep. Like we spend holidays together. Mm-hmm. They come to the kids' games. They're not raising our kids. Okay. They don't, you know, that's just, they have their lives. We have our lives. And then we come together to celebrate and be together as yeah. a family. And it works and it's wonderful. Totally typical. It's great. But now my sister is here yeah. from California. And I, like I said, I've been alone for all of these years, 17 years. That's a long time to be alone. For sure. And my sister is, it's so, it's great having her here. She lives, she moved here from California. It's where all of my family was. She lives less than a mile away. Mm-hmm. I see her every day. It has taken some adjustment because I have been alone for so long. Yeah. And now I have my sister who's, I don't want to say like in my face because I don't, that, I feel like that has like a negative spin on it. She's in it, but it's like she's in my face, but in the most delightful way, like in the most beautiful, delightful way because she's my tribe. Yeah. And my tribe's arrived. Right. And <laughs> tribe I, has do you vibe. know what I mean though? Like I've yeah. got it and I'm like, wow, this is like filled a void in my heart that I didn't know I had. Yeah. But also sometimes I feel myself resisting it because I'm like, ooh, I've been alone for so long. This is yeah. weird to me. It's different. Yeah. So that's been really hard. And I just think maybe if people have been kind of in a situation like I'm in where they're so busy, whether they're from here or not and their family's here or not, whatever, they're just going through the motions of life and not having those connections, then maybe it becomes easier to just be alone, be alone, totally or be with your husband and your kids. And that's it. Yes. And yes. I'm a firm believer, like Chris and I used to get into fights all the time about it because he'd be like, I don't know why you want to go out with your friends. And I would have girls nights when we were first married. And he yeah. did, he was like not a fan of that. I think he thought we would get married and like it would just be the two of us. And then yeah. that would be life. Right. And that's like never been enough for me. I always have So that wanted, was probably the example right? he had, right? Right, totally. So, and that's a generational thing. Well, no, because his mom and dad, they were in all those couples groups. The and couples, they were, though. she was like a part of like the Christian, with she your was mom. Bob- by herself. She had all those other clubs and they did like Bible studies yeah. and all women's things. So I don't know that. Yeah, but that's different than going to a club, Amanda. I mean, that was 21 year old Amanda. Okay. <laughs> I'm not you going to the going club to like anymore. A knitting club. It's yeah. too loud to go to the club now. I can't hear. Yeah, I can't either. Oh, dang. So I don't even dang. like, that like live music anymore. It's like, I don't loud. either. Thank God <laughs> I'm not alone. I feel really bad when we go somewhere fun and everybody's like, this is so amazing. Live Man music rules. is the best. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like what'd you say? What? I can't hear anything. I'm too old. I need to leave. It's getting late. I don't know how I'm going to feel in the morning. Yeah. It's so not fun getting older. Mm. Yeah. Oh, listen I have up, some girls. News. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. It changes. But in the best way. In I a, don't know. It is a good way. There's a- <laughs> some ways. Some ways is better or not. I mean, some not. Sometimes it can be lonely, I guess. It is you for sure lonely. lonely. So both of our husbands are out of town right now. And yeah. um, I don't know. Which I'm not you- lonely. I like it. You like it? See, I feel lonely. I know. You don't like it. I like when he's gone because I miss him. absence makes the heart grow fonder. It does. For sure. We said that mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, yeah. Me and my husband were on the phone yeah. and I was like, this is good because this makes me really love and appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And I do when he's home too. It's just different when they're gone. And I just feel like I'm being a mom alone and I don't like that feeling. Yeah. I really, really don't like it. That's why I don't think do you- I could do a divorce ever because <laughs> I can't view it alone. See, so you need a tribe too. And he's part of your tribe and your tribe is gone. Yeah. Part and of my tribe is gone and I miss and it. And your daily rituals have changed because now you're going to work. Yeah. Right. Like I'm yeah. a part of your tribe, I think. Yeah, for I sure. I may be so bold. If we can hang but out. like we're not together as helps. much as we used to, which has been really hard on me. And I 
probably on you. I mean, you have this distraction, but are you missing me? Like I'm missing yes, you. Yes, I am. <laughs> you got scared. I am. You see I my mean, face? Yes, I did. You were like nervous. No, I totally love and miss you. And um, it's yeah. sad. I know. You don't like it when I get jobs. I get it. No, I, don't. I, I would like feel the same way about you. I would feel the same way. That's why I don't do that. I have to. I just I work from to. home. I know. I, I know. know. I will go back because I'm getting a certification yeah. in FDN and I really want to do that. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how it plays out. But right now I'm enjoying actually having actual insurance. So yeah. it's exciting. We'll see. But I think it's just the way that we're doing it. I just don't think it's right. I just think it's a society. So this is what I always respected about the Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. So because we're by Mexico, we have a lot of Hispanics here and they're just happy to be together. Like no matter what they're doing, they always have parties and they always like have Sunday parties. Dinner. They always have yes. family. They always have whatever. And there was a long time where like I, when my kids were younger, I was like, I wish I was like Hispanic or I wish I was yeah. Italian because I love how much time their mm-hmm. culture is like invested in family and coming together and being together because yeah. I think that that is how we are. That woman said like, it's part of our DNA. It right. is part of our DNA to be in tribes. We literally for millions of years as human beings Mm -hmm. were together with others, like living outside or living in huts or whatever, but we were together in in a a village. The last few hundreds of years, I don't don't know. know. It's been hundreds of years, probably like even in the medieval times or whatever, like you were in castles and in huts or whatever you were as a surf or whatever. I don't know. This is all coming back to me. It's a lot of history that it's I a don't lot know of history, about. but they're like they were still together. You know what I mean? The yes, only people who were alone were the rich people in their castles, but they had servants and they had people waiting on them. They were not alone. Alone, well, they had family. They had they still had people. Just but either way, that level. was a small portion of people. Yeah. Most people, for most of humanity, have been together collectively. Yeah. And now we're living very individualistic. And I don't think that that is healthy for us. I don't think it's good for our mental health. I don't think it's good for our physical health. I don't think it's good for raising tiny humans. I don't think it's good for a lot of reasons. And the whole technology thing bothers me in terms of this idea that we're connected because we're not really connected. No. Like, yes, I have learned more about people that I don't live close by to because of social media. Like, posting on Facebook anniversaries or this happened or this happened. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes I don't Mm want to know about your kid's toothache, but I do appreciate that we can learn about each other, but it's, there's something like not right about it. Do you ever Mm -hmm. like get that sense where you're like, this is good, but like a tiny bit good. It's not overall good. I feel like Like there's less connection. But I need more. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not the same. It's not the same as having a conversation on a porch, porch, Porch life. (laughs) It's not the same. It's not the same. You texting me and I'm in another state is not the same as this connection. No, it's It's not the same. Like it's a filler. It's a filler. That's a good word for it. Like like I don't want to do that. It doesn't like really fill fill the void. Like it doesn't really fill it. Like you get a little bit of it, but it's not, this is still empty. Like there's something not right about it. It's great. It's great for like vacations and short-term things. But I don't know, my friend or my friend, my cousin Britt, um, she was just here visiting and we yeah. have to spend a lot. I know we were going to have her on a podcast. No. We we're going to, it's okay. It didn't work out, but we'll have her on a podcast. She's amazing. I completely forgot about She's that. so good. Um, Her best friend in the world lives in Nashville. She lives in California Yeah, and they have managed to figure it out, but they've been best friends since yeah, like fourth grade or middle school or whatever. Okay. I don't know. So, they've been friends. so how that's have they the done exception that? exception to the rule. I think both of I them, think so too. I do think it's the exception to the rule. I think both of them have worked very hard. Mm-hmm. To so they and to I'm not saying you can't stay connected. And call and I'm just saying it's different. T- I, 
I don't know for them that she, like she's going out there. She, Lindsay just had a baby. I hope it's okay that I said her name, but she just had a baby and Britt's going out there next weekend to go visit her. Yeah. I asked her to come to that with me. I was like, come to Arizona and come to that bull riding party. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, I would love to, but I'm going to Nashville and see Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, so, oh, that's great. But she goes out there like three or four times a year to see her best friend in the world. Okay. But that's because she's going to spend time with her. And they spend time together and their, hus- yes. their husbands get along, their kids get along. Like it's, We've talked about that. It works because yes. you can't, there's all of these, yeah, buts. Right. What, what about this? Like, yeah. I don't know. We're talking about this with a new school. Like we both are at this new school. Thank God we're together. We are codependent, I think, for sure in this experience. Which is but normal. we're also <laughs> open because I think we both want to start a new supper club. Yeah, some of these people, hopefully, right? So we can get to know these parents. Yeah. Well, this school has a dad's club and our husbands are like resisting. I'm like, you have to go. I don't care. Yeah. It's one time. It's so hard to put yourself out there. Yeah. And you have your wingman, Austin. He's going to go with you. And I think my brother-in-law is going to. So there's three of them now. Good. Yay. So there's comfort in that. Like just fucking go and find us some friends. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If we find a really cool chick that we want to hang out with and have supper club, you might not like their husbands. Yeah, it's so hard. So when you're I'm trying to age. like reverse it. Like, here, guys, go build our tribe and then bring the wives and we'll- Missy Elliott. <laughs> Is it <laughs> worth it? Let me work it. it. <laughs> Flip it, something, reverse it. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> you totally did it. I'm like, Missy Elliott. <laughs> I love Missy Elliott. <laughs> I do too. Damn. When is she coming back? <laughs> She's tired. Like, oh, she probably doesn't like the loud music either. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's too tired. It's too loud. It's too loud. I am too, actually. Yeah. But anyways. So yeah, I mean, I just think that the connection is important and we downplay it in our society and we promote individualism. And I think the biggest downfall is the kids sector when we're raising families. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be because we don't know what we're doing. And like, I don't know what I'm doing as a mom half the time. I have I have three boys and I have three sisters, no brothers. Right. I have girl cousins. I have three boy cousins that are awesome, but I didn't, they weren't gross or weird or anything, but I didn't live with them. You know, like they might've been gross. You know, I have boys that are gross. They fucking stink. Oh my God, okay. I, my middle got in the car yesterday. Like every morning I'm like, yeah, teeth and pits, teeth and pits. Like you know a me. medical No, thing. he does not. He didn't fucking put deodorant on. I know, but he's had that since he was little. My little one smells too. I know. So what, why is that? The, day, the, the doctors say it's normal. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I got a stinky okay. kid. He will get in trouble if he doesn't put deodorant on because nobody yeah. wants to smell that shit. I no mean, one. I'm a stinky person. Not like he is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, tell me if I am. Now I'm, I'm a sweaty person. Where's I going with this? I don't know. My kids smell. That's it. Oh, okay. boys. Boys. So yeah, yeah. I have sisters. I know girls. I My, my, my two little sisters are right. 13 and 14 years younger than I am. Right. So I had a hand in, in raising them and helping that was part of my tribe growing mm-hmm. up, right? And I like my mom obviously did most of the raising, but I helped out a lot with like babysitting yeah, and diapers. Which is normal. And what happens all the, the time? The upbringing of them. Yeah. You're the older I know sister. girls. I don't know boys. You're somebody that I will go to and be like, this is what's happening with my oldest. He's going through puberty right now. His voice God. is cracking. I just heard him laughing in the kitchen. Did you hear his voice? Very like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> Lord, what is that? Mom? My son hasn't done that yet, but I think it's, it's happening so, so funny. It's so awesome. I want to record it, but I never know when it's going to happen. But yeah, all yeah. I know of with voices cracking like, oh, oh, oh. is what I learned from Peter Brady and the Brady Bunch when his <laughs> voice was cracking. Do you remember that episode? Wait, yes. I think they were like, like singing a song. You don't remember it from like middle school? No, no. Oh, I, I remember. remember. We thought it was all. hilarious when we'd be talking to boys and they'd be like talking and then they'd go, Bleh, and you're like, Mm-mm, oh, I do your not voice remember was cracked and you would laugh so hard. I don't. Oh, I remember Like, is this normal? Yeah. Does puberty go on until 23? My friend was like, puberty only goes on once it starts for a year. I was like, what? Really? I thought it was like 23 or 24, 25. She was like, no, 
when well, it starts, it only happens for a year. I think it's different for everybody. Is that true? I don't know. This is why I need a village because there's... Think, yes. This is why yes. I need my people because I don't want to go on Google right. and Google tell me to medicate. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, when people... Right. I want I'm, my friends to be like, yep, my son yeah. is an asshole too. I was as a teenage girl mm. and I was fucking mean to my mom. I have boys. They're not supposed to be and like my that. Dad. I remember I, they were like, oh, it's so much easier to have boys. You're yes, lucky. I'm like, yes. I know. So being boy moms, and I don't know how it is being a girl mom or mm. mom with mixed, but we hear all the time, like ever since my kids were little, oh my God, you're so lucky you have boys. You're so lucky you have boys. Boys are the best. Boys are easy. Boys are this. Boys are that. And we've talked about this. Boys are really hard when they're little. They're really hard. They super energy, destroy things, crazy until they hit puberty, I guess. And then the girls Well, no, now good. I have emotions. Now I'm like, okay, so boys do have emotions. So this is what I was not prepared for because my brother did have emotions. So I did see it and I have a brother. So that's different. Mm-hmm. I saw his puberty emotions and it was like rage. So oh, it was yeah. like testosterone rage. I think but there's like, like a hint of that. I, I don't even know. I think I'm just like scratching well, I the think, surface. Well, that didn't happen, I feel like, until high school. Yeah. But I can't remember exactly. But I do know that with girls, they're like cutthroat. They're like yeah. evil, nasty. And I was. Yes. So I'm thankful that I don't have that. But I do. I was totally mm-hmm. surprised by the yeah. attitude, the talking back. Right. I was like, I thought this was supposed to be easier. You were like, the not anger. like girls at all. But no, they're like, like just angry they at just life. They over it faster, maybe. They do. And they're not. They do. I think girls like, drag it out or make it worse. But yeah. boys do tend to get over things easier. But I do, uh, but yeah. if we were in a village, well, we are. We would have elderly people being like, "This is normal. This is how my son was. This is what you got to do. This is how you get through this. You know, this is what I did. I'm, so then I'm, do you think that. it's a general? You're right. So that's I, that's such an interesting. And so point this that you bring is up. sad to me that people put old people in homes. Totally. <laughs> Sorry, that's a topic for another day. What did you want to talk but, about? But. I wonder if it's now, like now you're talking about this and it's making me wonder if this is more of a generational thing and it's not a Z or a millennial thing. It could be a boomer and X thing that has brought it. Maybe it's not video games because boomers, right? They've like, they went through the war and they were like, oh, yeah. we're all on our own. We're going to live our life. We're going to do what we want. And they were like, right? Hippies and rebellious. Yeah. And maybe that's where it all started. Where what started? This like non-tribal way of living. Because the like I, I've seen movies and stuff where like- <laughs> You have? Yeah, we're like the grandpas. Like, (laughs) I've seen movies. I have seen movies. Sure have. Good for you. (laughs) I have seen a movie, but you know what? (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? We're like, okay. So here's an example. I just saw "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret" by Judy Blume. Right? I know everybody knows that. I didn't read that book. I can't even believe you didn't read that. I know. It's so weird. It was like a rite of passage for all young girls. I was a tomboy. In our, is that right? I was a girl, girl book. No, it's about a girl wanting to get boobs in her period. Yeah, I didn't want that until I had it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't remember anyway. wanting it either. But anyway, so so I took my niece to go see it. My sister and Sorry. I took my niece to go see it. Yeah. I, I have to reread the book because I don't remember the book. The book had this very tribal meaning, right? Like the daughter was very, very close to her parents. Okay. But super close to the grandma and they moved away. Mm. And she was like heartbroken that she lost the grandma. I think that's why we don't have that. Yeah. Like escape as much. Yeah. It's, what do you mean escape? Like to your grandparents or like yeah. when I was growing up, I could escape to my grandma's house. I She was awesome. She would have been one of the first things I, one of the first people I've called when. you ha- was, So you had that. I had that you growing had a up. 100%. That was she was like into it. Yeah. I, both of my grandmas were actually. Oh, really? Yes. My dad. So I didn't grandma, have that. I had that. I have aunts that were like that. 
So you did. Yeah. Oh my God. When I graduated from high school, I hated my mom so much. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, I love you now though. It happens. I was the same. You were there, you know. Um, (laughs) We're there, you know. I left, the minute I graduated from high school, I left and I moved to Kansas City, Missouri to be with my aunt. And she had an apartment. She was so cool. She was the manager at the Cheesecake Factory. She was a big deal. And I got this really sick apartment with her. She ended up leaving because she got transferred. Mm -hmm. And I lived there by myself. But for a good year, we were together. And it was the best time of my life. That's like typical teenager, right? That's like village raising though, right? Like this is what you're talking about. This is exactly how I was raised. It's not like that in my family. It's not like that. Well, first of all, you moved from California. So you didn't have your village. Well, no, false. Why? This was in Washington. I lived in Washington when I graduated from high school. No, no, no. I'm saying when you had your kids. Right. I lived here in Arizona. So you'd have your village. Well, I had a village. It was just a different village. Well, right. But yes, yes. It's different. A different type of village. So this is what we have to deal with as boy moms. The the in-laws are not the same. And I have friends who love their in-laws or super close to their in-laws. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the norm, but I do think it is very typical. Mm -hmm. So- so we're just not as close to them. It's just, I am close with my in-laws in a different way. So and I wouldn't describe as my, my relationship boys are getting close. older, I feel like we're getting closer. Do you? I do. That's awesome. Which I'm, I'm excited about. I'm, I'm excited for them. I also think they think they're, you know, they're realizing or noticing. Gosh, I hope they are not listening to this because I wouldn't hate to hurt their feelings. But like, I think they're like maybe taking notice that they're getting a little bit older. Yeah. And time's going by a lot faster. And yeah. I don't think they want to miss out on things. So yeah. I do see that making more of a... I don't think that's a mean thing to say. I, I think that's like just... Like when, a- when you're like calling someone out on being old. She says that all the time. So I think it would be fine. And I don't think she listens. I don't think but that's bad. I think that they're realizing time so, is going by a lot faster. And so they want to be... Involved more. Right. And that's like awesome. they're retired and they're living their best life and they're just so fabulous and awesome. And I love that for them. But now yes. they're like coming... And my boys are older. So they're not... Because I like just going back to what you said a little while ago. My boys never were the sit down and color type. Same. No, not once. Ever. Uh, my no. youngest did color, but that was for like a hot minute. A hot minute. Most of, no. I don't, I think most boys are like, we're that. having Nerf gun wars. We're building yeah. forts. We, they did not color. And when I would have friends oh, who had God. girls would be like, oh, they'll color in their room for an hour. I was like, what? I wish I had that. No. My kids never sat still. My boys, yeah. super high energy, always something. That's there why was we never had... chill time. Yeah. Never. No, never. I wish there was. My kids never even did Legos. I know some of my boy mom friends be like, oh yeah, they'll do Legos for 45 minutes. Was that your no. kids? Well, no, I, I do you the Legos. Did. Like, they say, don't do it. They're like, you do it, but they buy don't. Legos. Let's buy Legos. And then I'm right. like, four hours later, I'm like, where'd so you guys go? <laughs> we had a, right. That's so cute. And I love that about you. I hate Legos. I love because it. Because my kids so would satisfying. be like, build this for me. No, thank you. I don't so want good. to. You should try it. I know. I should just have um, Miss Amanda come over and yeah, do it. Do it. I'll so come. I... I hate Legos. Legos were banned in our house. Stepping on them is the worst thing ever. If you haven't done it, you know. If you have done it, you know. If you haven't, just go step on one and see if you like it. <laughs> but it's awful. So I was like, so my kids, we tried Legos in the beginning because everybody like the boy moms would be like rage about how amazing it was that their kids would sit down and do Legos. My, my kids didn't. They wanted me to make it. And I'm like, this is not what this is. I'm not doing this for you. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized that they didn't want to do it, I was like, no more Legos in this house. We don't do that. And I got rid of all of them. And You're so there's good. like a million pieces. So you would find, I'm still finding Lego pieces. I have, we haven't had it. a Lego set in our house since they were like five, which is like five years ago or more. And we're <laughs> still finding Lego pieces. So how does that happen? In the closet, in the bathroom, under a rug. Like, I don't know. They just show up and I'm like, what is this? Where did this come from? Oh my God. Well, do you not find them everywhere? 
You're probably not more as much organized. No, I'm not. I'm a hot mess express, but same. That's why we're friends. Mm. But I, <laughs> there's like Lego stations. So like my middle has Legos, but, but you're right. There's a, there's probably 10 you million Legos. Them. Yeah. There's so many pieces. They're all in his room now. So they're isolated to that one area. Yeah. But well, yesterday I fell for it. He bought Legos. Yeah. Oh and my God. <laughs> I thought you you're so it. good. You Not it. yet, but I probably will tonight. <laughs> this is your like, fr- your Saturday night. It's my Saturday night. Make, I'm going to make, I'm going to build Legos. Legos. Star stuff. Wars. Yeah. I love it. We have Grogu. We're going to build him. What? I mean, I'm going to build him. What's Grogu? I think his name is Grogu. Isn't Groot? Did you want Groot? <laughs> no. What's Grogu? Baby Yoda. Isn't that Grogu? Isn't that his name? Oh, I don't know. The little baby Yoda. He's so cute. I know. He is so cute, but I don't know his name. I thought his name was Grogu. I probably, oh my God, if you're a Star Wars fan and I messed that up, I'm so sorry. Don't kill me. I know, right? You're nixed from the list. Ooh, I might be. Anyway, we're going to put that together. I'm very okay. excited about it. By we, I mean me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to make it. I'm going to be amazing. It's going to be so great. (laughs) My kids will love it, but it's good. Anyway, I think there is so much truth to that. And I think that anyone who's listening, if we just like take the time. Well, like how do we help people? I mean, in terms of community, I just think it's so important. That's why I think starting mom's groups are important. Like go start your mom's group if you need a tribe. Just do it. Or the supper club. Or a supper club. That's a super easy way to make a group. Because I just got invited to a supper club what? with all girls. Oh, that's fun. I don't, I don't know if they if they listen to our episode or I don't I don't really talk about it with these friends. Okay. They're like new ish friends. Okay. Um, but it's this group of women. We all went out for a mutual friend's birthday party. Yeah. And it was all these girls and we had such a great time. And then one of the girls, who I know a little bit, but not not beyond the birthday girl. Like we wouldn't ever hang out without the birthday girl. Does yeah. that make sense? We're yes, not like totally. that. Yeah. She sent out group texts to all of the women that were at that dinner and was like, I really want to start a supper club. Mm-hmm. And but it's girls only, no husbands. Yeah. And that's one of the things we talked yeah. about, I think, because mm-hmm. you can do that. You can do just girls if you want yeah. to like reconnect with your friends that There's no you know, wrong through way. motherhood you've mm-hmm. gotten mixed up because you've been so busy. I think that's a great way to yeah. reconnect with girlfriends. Well, I'm excited where I'm going to go. It's not sometime. It's something that I would normally stray away from. See, so I'm Why? part of the problem because You're a social butterfly. I know when I have a wingman. Oh. But I if get I that. have to do it alone. Groups of women intimidate me. I but I've been really good at putting myself out there lately. They probably intimidate a lot of people. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Because for me it's yeah. it's always been me. Any Mahoosie. <laughs> I love it so much. I can't wait to use it. I can't and wait to use it. The town. <laughs> and any Mahoosie. Any Mahusi, cheers. <laughs> anyway, I think that I'm well, I am I'm putting myself out there. I and I do know some of them pretty well. Do they very have... well? I know two of them very, 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 okay. very well. So you can do it. So I can do it. And I'm excited because I, I know that I've been talking to you about like feeling lonely and sort of going through this sort of clean out phase, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Of yeah. you know, like we've moved schools and I don't know how to say it without sounding like a total asshole. I really want to focus my attention on building meaningful relationships. Yeah. So I get a lunch invitation. I might take it because it might sound like fun and I have nothing to do or going on or whatever. But I think I am going to start really like asking myself, is this a relationship that I want to really invest in? Because I am tired of being lonely. Being a social butterfly is kind of a lonely position. (laughs) Why? Because I'm not a social butterfly and I feel that way. 
Yeah. So I guess it's just being. We just have to work on not feeling that way. Yeah. Well, I'm here for you. Well, I'm here for you too. I know that. And we're so lucky that we have each other, but I think about the people that don't and I want to help them. So if somebody's inviting you to a supper club, go because there might be somebody there. Yeah. That is going to take you. You got to start with the high buys. You do. You got to start with the chapters and then. You don't know when you'll get a porch life friend, right? Or somebody yeah. who's going to join your You just village. have to keep doing the things. Like I always say, like there's people out there that I know and I'm not going to say names and I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want yeah. to like identify them. But there's people I know that are still looking for like their significant other and they kind of don't do anything to get that. Are they, they get married or they still yeah, get married? Yeah, like they're okay. still looking for somebody to be a partner with in life. I feel like they think it's just going to fall into their lap. And I know this from life experience, first of all. If you're out there and you're looking for a husband, stop looking. The minute that I yeah. stopped looking is when I found my husband and he was always there. But like I was looking when I stopped looking, he was there. So and I feel like this is the same way when you're trying to get pregnant. When you're trying really hard to get pregnant, you won't get pregnant. When you give up, that's when you get pregnant. Yeah. I've heard so many stories of people wanting to get pregnant. They couldn't. They adopt a child. They get pregnant because they were trying so hard. They stopped trying. I mean, did that happen to like Chrissy Teigen just recently? Oh, I don't know. She had like a surrogate and she also got pregnant. Her babies are like she three pregnant, months apart so or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, that's she got what I'm a saying. surrogate, had it, and then she also had her own baby, but then like didn't tell anybody that she had a surrogate because she wanted oh. to keep it private. Oh, really? So she was like, I just had my baby. And oh then, my gosh. And then like a minute later, she's she like, adopted. I had another baby. And people oh, no. were like, what? She was like, well, I had a surrogate. We didn't oh want to tell gosh. anybody. Wow. Because she was, she had that like horrible like miscarriage. I think she had to deliver like a stillbirth. It was oh, really no. tragic and so sad, but that's awful. Um, then she ended up getting pregnant again, which she shared with the world, but she did not share the surrogacy. She got a surrogate. Okay. So that's and what I'm saying. they are like, what do they call that? Irish twins where yeah. they're born in the same year. Yeah. 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 So I am a strong believer in like, mm -hmm. stop looking, but you can't sit there and expect yeah. things to just fall in your lap. You have to put yourself out there. You have to go do things. You have to just get past yourself. Like if you're holding yourself back, you just have to put yourself out there because those are the things that are going to bring somebody to you. You can't just wait for it to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And if you have opportunities, like what you're saying, you got invited to this thing, you have to go to it. Don't play 10,000 ways to get out of it. Yeah. Like, like I do. I am notorious for that. To get out of it, you mm -hmm. just got to go. Just you do just it, do it, go. do it. Yeah. And that's how you find those things. So I'm just saying. And if you have a high buy, text them and say, hey, do you want to go together? And that's how you're going to build those deeper relationships. We have a friend, Heather. Oh, she was on our podcast. I feel like the time that we became closest was the time that she drove us to like a book club meeting or whatever. I don't remember where she drove us to, but she drove me home and we literally sat in my front driveway for like an hour and a half talking. So that's when we became close, good friends. Right. Like close. Where I was like, okay, this she's, and I think she felt the same way where we felt like we weren't worth investing in each other. Like, really? okay, this is something that could go somewhere. I really want to take it to the next level. <laughs> that sounds so, so funny. So sensual. But do you know what I mean? Like that's so if you're at a supper club or you get invited to something, call the one person that you are closest to or that yeah. you want to be and see if you can go together. And then that car ride, it's like getting your kids to talk in the car. Mm. You'll talk to your new friend in the car and you'll become fast friends. I love it. I think that's a really good piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I you do heard too. it here first. <laughs> We charge on the This is my hour. very good. No, this kidding. is my top notch advice right here. Top notch. I do think it's worth something though. If you just are afraid to put yourself out there, you just call the one person that's familiar to you and say, hey, like, do you want to go together? Yeah, not everybody like, has that. So I get it when you're like super alone and you don't know what to do. But I think if you're super alone and you don't know what to do, start the club yourself. Yeah. yeah. Invite a bunch of people. Let's do a happy idea. hour. Yeah. 
start a book club, whatever you have to do. You do have to put yourself out there. You've got to do the work. It's not going to, but you have to. Yeah. And keep building your tribe because there's nothing harder than being a mom in this crazy, wild, fast, uncertain world. So when you have somebody that can get it, and I think that building your tribe too does go, like, it's nice to have that older generation for sure. But to have, like, I, it's a world to me to have you as a boy mom, totally. Like, I don't have a lot of all boy mom friends. I have you and I have my friend Kara. Yeah. Like, I can talk to you guys open and honestly about. Boy but my stuff. sister has boy girl. It's just a totally different. So it's nice for me to have that. It's I not like a bad my tribe thing. is being different. built in a yeah. different way. So I don't think that you have to have a traditional tribe, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you don't. There's no wrong way to grow your tribe. No. Or your village or no. your porch. But you need people. That's need the people. bottom line of this entire episode. We're almost at an hour, but like... Yeah. And it's okay to be codependent because that's how we get through life. I love what you said. Like babies, we we act like it's such a bad word. Right. Like, there's something wrong with you. You're so codependent. Yeah. You need other people. I'm happy. Yeah. That's normal. I I need people. You're right. I do. So does everybody in the world. Mm -hmm. And they just deny it if they, if they're in denial because we need people. That's the same reason. Like you hear companies, they're like, we couldn't do it without our customers. Same thing. Or our team all the way to the like individual contributor for way sure down at the bottom all the way to do the it end. like the most successful person in the world yeah was not successful by themselves totally they had people under them working they mm-hmm. had people helping ha- them they had people bouncing ideas whatever it is it's never alone nobody is ever doing anything alone yeah we're all doing it together so the bottom line of this entire episode is that we need people we need a village doesn't matter what it looks like and go get it right <laughs> <laughs> You need it. Wait. You need it. Yes, ma'am. Like right so on firm. it. I'll do it. That's my teacher voice. Yeah. Firm. Yeah. Go do it. it. Go we, do it. We have to, you have to do it. You have to put yourself out there. This has turned into like another friendship talk, but that's I mean, growing good. your village is a friendship and codependency is, and it's okay to be codependent. I don't know why. I don't know why that turned into such a negative word. It's the psychology world. I come from the psychology world. I've had yeah. a lot of therapy throughout my life, starting with my parents being divorced. I was required by court order to go to therapy and things like that. But also I was a psychology major in college. So I know all about this. I think it was demonized in the psychological world. They saw, here's a new term we're going to diagnose people with codependency. Oh, you're codependent on this person. I've got I, a medication for that. Yep. Let's, <laughs> let's give you a drug for that. We'll write a prescription. But here's the thing. We all need each other. We all need a mom. We all need a dad. Mm-hmm. We all need friends. We all need somebody supporting us. If you don't have a mom, there's somebody else in your corner. Is it a grandparent? Is it an aunt? Is it an uncle? Your we neighbor? Oh my God, my people. neighbor. My neighbor like, is a little older. I think I've talked to her about her in a another podcast. She's yeah. ooh, like 11 years older than me, I think. Okay. I go to her for everything. She has two boys too. She, oh, your neighbor here. She is the older. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Boys, yeah. She is. She's the older one in my tribe. Yes. Yeah. So you don't have that. She's not like another generation because we're in the same, but she's just a tiny bit Similar, older. But she's, she's like my preview of what's to come. Yeah. When I started my mom's group, <laughs> I was very strict about who could be in my mom's group. I got so much shit for it, you guys. Oh my God. I cut out age groups. I cut out not having husbands. I cut out birthday. So I made it. So you had to be born within a year of this date. And I just made a date. But the Mm -hmm. reason that I did that was because I 
couldn't relate to people who didn't have a husband because I had a husband. I wanted somebody who was friends yeah. with me that had a husband because that's what I had. Not because not mm-hmm. having a husband is bad, but because I know that friendships are usually based on relatable circumstances, right? Yeah. And I wanted people who had somebody within a year because mm-hmm. if my kid is 12 and your kid is one, that doesn't really work, right? right. Like yeah. we're not going to relate on things. We're in different camps right now. And then the other thing was, what was, what did I say the other thing was? You had to come to at least two meetups. Oh yeah. Oh, I, you couldn't, I, we, you couldn't work, which I was working. Oh, it wasn't. That was like, you were like, I don't know. I don't really want to let anybody who has a job in. I work from home. I can do this. Because I wanted you to go to the meetups, not because (laughs) I cared if you were. Just so you know, you have to come to at least two a week. Yeah, because I wanted people who are committed, just like the supper club. If you're not committed, you're out. Because we want people who want the same things. (laughs) I wanted it. (laughs) I wanted it. You're very. Is there any openings? Is there any openings? Yeah, that's why I like you. Because I need a boy. I actually moved Amanda. Top secret stuff right here. I moved her up on the list. There was a wait list to get into my group. And I moved Amanda up because she was so emailing me all the time. So (laughs) if you want something in life, definitely go get it because it worked for her. Just be persistent. I was like, you're in because she wanted to come. I wanted people who were committed. I had so many people who would come to one or not ever come to any. And then I was just like, you're done because we need people who are actually committed. I wanted people really wanted Totally, because you were trying to build a village. I was trying to build a village. In that moment, whether you knew it or not. Not to be exclusive, not to leave people out, but because I knew that there were certain requirements Mm -hmm. that would make this work. You're talking about being friends with an older mom or kids with an older, a mom with older kids, because it doesn't matter what age you are. So I didn't want kids moms who had kids who are three years older than mine because I wanted my kids to have somebody to play with. But looking back on that, and one thing that I have learned through my mom journey mm-hmm. is that having friends with older kids is very helpful. And the only reason I know this is because my oldest, we have made friends with moms who have older kids. Mm-hmm. Their youngest is my same age as my oldest. So like their youngest Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the same age as our mm-hmm, oldest. Mm-hmm. So we have learned a lot from them of what's to come, what this looks like in high school, what this looks like in middle school yeah. that we didn't know. So we can now ask them questions. We can now bounce ideas off them. We can now say, what's this like? What is coming up for us? And so I think that's super important. I don't think knowing moms with younger kids matters anymore, but yeah. knowing moms who have kids who are older is super valuable tool. So don't blow those mom friends off because through my mom journey, I have learned that it is important to find those moms because it helps you know what's coming and they can help you actually yes. through that those times. Actually, an older mom, like with a mom with older kids yeah. is the one that said to me, you have to get into a mom's group. Oh, really? She's like, you will lose your goddamn mind if you don't get into a mom's group. So before you had She's joined. the whole reason why I found Meetup. I went, I oh. went to Meetup because of her. She told me. So here's why I started the mom's group. I went to meetup.com. I don't, I think it still exists. So you can go on there. But I went to meetup.com and I looked for groups and there was like, so there's there was... a large group of moms that were meeting up. But they let anyone and everyone they let in. Anyone in. You matter. could have any age mm-hmm. kid. You could be anybody's JoJo. Which was, was great on paper. Like, well, it was so, great. I was went like, to oh, one of those meetings. Awesome. I did too. And it was overwhelming. I didn't see you there. There's a lot of people there. We probably went to different ones because they went, had a lot. I think I went to two and I didn't see anybody that I knew. Well, then I went time. home and I was like, if I'm meeting different people, Every time I go to this meetup, mm-hmm. I'm never going to make friends. I want friends now, like now, now, now. I need somebody for my son to play with. I need yep. somebody for me to talk to. I need to do this. And all of my friends didn't have kids yet. We were like the first ones. So it was really hard. So then I was like, I'm going to start my own. And I yeah. did it. And then when I, when I first did it, I'm like, well, I want to make sure this, this, and this. And that's when I had all the rules. And then I would have people email me, well, I'm not married. Can I still be in it? And I was like, nope. I actually did let 
a significant other who wasn't married. But I really wanted that to be the experience because I wanted it to work, not because I wanted to be like mean, like you're not you're not like me, so you're not invited. It was more, I knew that friendships worked because they had commonalities. Right. And those were the commonalities that were important. Well, that's what you needed at the time. Right. And it worked. Totally. It did work. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. It did work. Brought us together. It did bring us together. Our parting words. How do you do it? I am a big believer in praying and not to be religious or make anybody feel bad if they're not religious, but I do believe in praying. Mm -hmm. Super hardcore. It works. If you ever need anything in your life, pray about it. If you ever have something going wrong, pray about it. If you need guidance, pray for guidance. Mm -hmm. It it works. It freaking works. When my husband had cancer, we had people. Gosh, and I'm I shouldn't talk about stuff like that's emotional. When he had cancer, we had a bunch of people at his parents' church pray around him, and I swear to you, they like put their hands on him. Yes, yes, so powerful. It was so freaking powerful. It made me emotional when I was there. I 100% believe it had an impact. Totally believe in it. Yeah. When I was in the lowest points in my life, I prayed and God answered me. And I'm not just saying that to like make people feel good. It He literally answered me. Like darkest, darkest times, the phone would ring. I swear to you, this is a real thing. When I wanted a good guy in my life mm-hmm. and I was hurt really bad, traumatized, went through horrible things, prayed for a good guy to come into my life. My eyes were opened. My husband was there the whole time. I saw him differently after I prayed about it. Like when you need a group of friends or you need a husband or you need somebody for your children, pray about it. It really, 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 really works. Just pray, pray, pray and be open and honest. And I know some people think there's like rules about praying or you need to do it a certain way or it's not going to work. Talk to God like he's your friend. Do it in the car if you have to. It works. You don't have to have your eyes closed. Just yeah, do it. you don't. You can talk out loud. If you, you feel it, head. do it. If you need it, do it. It really works. Honestly, 100%. I have so many stories of how it's mm-hmm. helped me. And I think that it's so important that if you're going through hard times mm-hmm. or you need a friend, pray. I prayed about you. You did. I did. And you came into my life. So let's wrap it up. We're so excited to see you next week. Got another great episode. So keep tuning in. Send us a message on how you put yourself out there and connect with friends. And please share our episode if you love it. Any yeah. episode. We don't care which one. Just share it, please. <laughs> Thank you so if much. If you know a girl that needs this, just send it. Yeah. Share it. We're really trying to branch out and get as many yeah. people that we can help as possible because we've had a lot of friends reach out to us saying how helpful it was. And we really, really, really appreciate that like so much. Well, the thing that I love most about it too is that it's like we always joke about how therapeutic it is, but it really is because we say things that are on our minds or whatever we're going through. And then yeah. a mom or a mo- or a woman will reach out and say, I feel the same way. And you're like, what? for me, I'm like, really? You yeah. What? Yeah. It I is always, therapeutic and it is nice to know that I'm we're not alone. alone. No. So yeah. by putting ourselves out there. So if yeah. we're not alone and somebody else is not alone, then you're probably not alone. So... None of us are alone. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. So let your guards down, girls. Find your village. Pray Mm. about it. Do something about it. You'll find it. You got this. You got this, girl. Bye. Bye. Bye.